are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, let's get this Thursday edition going. I'm Chris Carter. He's Ryan Tracy, Locked On Steelers, Locked On Chiefs, here on the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. I like to watch this season when I'm going over game footage to see how T.J. Watt gets a lot of his sacks. When I do, I like to drink a nice cold Pepsi. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through your game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Brian, it's New Year's Eve. It's the last day of 2020! We survived! It's almost over, man. And I didn't have to like cut off one of my fingers or nothing. Like, hey, intact. Um, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Same to you, buddy. Same to you. It's crazy to think that we got here. But hey, you, the listener, we're going to get you through this day a little bit faster because I know you probably got some champagne lined up and you're drinking something tonight, watching some college football, all that other stuff that's going on. Um, But let's get to the top story of the day before we get to the playoffs. This is the last show. There's no Friday episode this week. Um, uh, so we'll get you ready for the playoffs and the predictions and the scenarios, all that. But right now, one of the teams that absolutely needs to win this weekend is still dealing with COVID problems. Of course, that's the Cleveland Browns. Ryan, last week, they were ransacked by COVID. They missed basically all their starting wide receivers uh, you know, against the Jets, and that cost them. They lost a, a game that they needed to win against the Jets. And even though they weren't going to win the AFC North because the Steelers clinched that last week against the Colts, they lost a, a, a game that they needed because now if they lose this next game, they are put themselves in jeopardy. If the other four teams win, they are, you know, they they are they are bounced from the playoffs, and the Dolphins are really the only team playing a, a team with a winning record. There, uh, the other three teams are playing teams with losing records and not much to play for. Yeah, I feel like I, if there's anything they could do to make their lives harder, uh, they certainly didn't find it because this is about as hard as it gets. I feel I feel like you and I are sitting here like uh, like Cuba and Dustin Hoffman in that movie Outbreak because you just gotta watch it happen, right? Like, yeah. don't make it harder on yourself. Get through because this isn't an easy game if you are at full strength, even. Yeah. Now, here's the one thing: the Steelers have committed to not playing Ben Roethlisberger. Mason Rudolph will start. That's also crazy because Miles Garrett's playing Mason Rudolph this weekend. Um, front row. Oh yeah, front row. All all the all the popcorn, all the highlights. That, that that's going to be a discussion no matter who wins this game. And here, as a guy who covers the Steelers, we're expecting to probably also see players like Joe Hayden, T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Marquise Pouncey, David Castro, major players because Steelers didn't get their bye week this season. Major players who are probably going to rest and be given given this week off. Though there's rumors that T.J. Watt's pushing to play because he just he has that motor that he d- never wants to miss anything. But here's the thing, Ryan: the Browns haven't made the playoffs since 2002. You gotta beat your arch nemesis, your your big brother, the guys that have beaten you up and down the field for 20, 30 years, however long it's been, the Steelers have owned the Browns. There are like 13 high school football teams that have more wins at Heinz Field than the Browns. 
it's it's like that bad. And now you get them in your crib. They were on a slump. I mean, it was crazy. A week ago, the Browns were licking their chops. They were saying, Pittsburgh's coming to town. They're on a three-game losing streak. Ben Roethlisberger can't play great. We're on fire. Now you're not on fire, and the Steelers don't even need Ben Roethlisberger. And now it's like, if you lose this game, it's going to be humiliating. You're not on fire. The house is on fire. It's burned down around you. Yeah. It's, um, it's a, it, and for them to control your destiny is a good thing, but I, I think that helps them. I'm a little, I'm a little surprised about the Roethlisberger thing. I'd have thought you'd give him a start. Let him, let him get a couple of drives and at least get you out to lead. Hopefully, mm-hmm. because this is, this is one team that is clinched and that can afford to rest and, and, and more power to TJ Watt. I like his attitude. I like where he's coming from because this Browns team, that you've been dominating for years. This is their chance. Yep. All they got to do is smoke you one day. And I, I think good for him for putting out there and trying to keep your opponent, your rival down when you can. I, I think that's important. And plus a little momentum going into the playoffs. Like you said, coming off of a, a stretch where Pittsburgh's been losing a little bit to get on that role. I think that's important as well. And we got, let's talk a little bit about the Mason Rudolph, Miles Garrett thing. Now, both teams are going to try and say it's behind us. We're not thinking about it. It's not a factor, but it absolutely is a factor, Ryan. Come on. I mean, Miles Garrett <laughs> hit this man over his head with a helmet. He's playing in this game. Crazy enough, Miles Garrett's going through it himself. He was on fire earlier this season in a span of I think it was what six games he had like like what nine sacks then he mm-hmm. he, he caught COVID he had to miss six significant time and then in the last in the last four games he's had two and a half sacks and he's he it's all gone downhill from there from him and you can see him looking beleaguered looking struggling like he's struggling to breathe at times not seeing the same Miles Garrett that we saw at the beginning of the season and for you know, the rest of his career where he's been a dominant edge rusher. This looks like it could be a tough situation because your best player is, is, is hurting from COVID. You're, you might, who knows how many players that they'll be missing. They have 10 players officially on the list. Now they're expecting to get several of them back before this game is up, but they closed their practice facilities. Now you're not practicing on a Wednesday. You're looking into Thursday, hoping things, hoping that no one else tests positive. Like you said, this is like the house burning down situation. Yeah, I mean, not to be able to practice on a week that is, for all intents and purposes, your first playoff game. It really is. That is, that is what it is. And um, it, uh, just a cautionary tale. We have been a little bit spoiled because we cover sports in that guys or people that we deal with every day that get COVID generally recover very quickly because, A, they're young, and, B, they're athletes. But Miles Garrett showing symptoms or showing the, the prolonged effect of it, yeah. that's what happens out there in America every day. So like, let, let's take a step back and realize that, that that is a significant thing. And coupled with the fact that there might be some short memories, nobody in the Steelers offensive line group has a short memory. Oh, no. There's, so they, that's they only going to make it harder. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I, I see this as an uphill battle. And, you know, power to, to, to Baker. And if you're smart, you lean on your running game. You see what you can get started there because those guys are mechanical. You can rely on them to yep. get what they can get. Yep. They might not have a great day, but it gives you a foundation to function from when, like you said, the rest of the house is burnt down. And, and another thing for the Browns, I mean, they have a history of losing to Pittsburgh, not just Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's backups. Last year, they had Devlin Hodges. They had, they had crushed Mason Rudolph, you know, just a few weeks before. And Devlin Hodges, a fourth string, undrafted, rookie quarterback that was from a, a not even a power five school, not even like a, a you know, not even a group of five school. He, he played for Samford and he beat you. 
and that was humiliating. And after that, the Browns fell off the map and their playoff hopes were dashed by the Steelers. A few years ago, when they were 0-15, the Steelers benched Ben Roethlisberger again in that game. It was the last week of the season, and Landry Jones comes in. He handed the game to them on a silver platter. He threw a pick six, but they fumbled the pick six at the goal line. It ran through the back of the end zone, and then the Steelers ended up winning in overtime and sending the Browns to their 0-16 season. The heck, there was one year where, the, where Ben Roethlisberger was like mildly injured. The Steelers wanted to bench him in the middle of the season. They put in Landry Jones, and the Browns hurt Landry Jones, and then Ben came in and beat him anyway. And it's just like they they have had such bad luck with the Steelers, and just and sometimes it's not bad luck. They're just not good. They just, they've been dominated. That has carried on even with backup quarterbacks. If you're the Browns, it has to stop this year. If the Steelers are the reason – and Mason Rudolph, after all the things that happened last season and this offseason, if they're the reason that you get bounced, it's going to be the biggest slap in the face that this team has felt, and they've felt a lot of them over the years. Yeah, that's going to be tough. And I'll just say this to the Cleveland organization. If you feel because you can't practice that you need an X factor and you're looking for an overweight, out of shape, uh, 40-year-old fullback, I'm available for pretty cheap, <laughs> you know, I, you can't practice. I can't practice. I can go out there and hit somebody. It's all right, you know. But that's what it comes down to when you're trying to just splice it all together at the last second. Oh man! Well, you can all as as the listener, you can also splice it together at the last second if you go to BetOnline.ag. That's our top betting places. We got a great message to you about them right here. Are you ready for some football? It's Week 17 and the regular season finale, and there's one place that we trust. Because they've got you covered to bet on the regular season finale, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKED ON, that's L O C K E D O N, LOCKED ON, for your 50% welcome bonus. If you want to bet on prop bets for the upcoming Steelers Browns game in Cleveland at 1 p.m., we've got a few interesting ones. For one, you can bet on Miles Garrett's total sacks in the game with the over-under set at half a sack. You can also bet on Mason Rudolph's total passing yard with the over-under set at 209.5, as well as how many touchdown passes he throw. The current over-under is set at 1.5 passes right on betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On. that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're back here on the Locked On NFL podcast. It's a Thursday edition, New Year's Eve. I'm Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. He's Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs. It's time to talk playoff clinching scenarios because, Ryan, I have to admit, before this week, I was way too confused. There were too many things that were happening. I was like, none of this makes sense. I just get me to the last week of the season. Finally, we're here, but I'm still confused. <laughs> it has not cleaned up that much there's a couple of clinchers right and, and it's 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 crazy because i keep waiting like hey how's it gonna go on where am i expecting to see a game and right now i'm looking for that snowball game where there's like four inches of snow on the ground somewhere and i just don't know if it's gonna happen because while the afc is pretty squared away right like we know there's a little bit of movement in there no problem the nfc is still open right at the top for that single by week and i think that's the most important thing here it's a little convoluted but we can talk about it if you want to let's let's start with the nfc we'll start with the nfc and then we'll get to the crazy afc because the whole five teams with 10 wins thing is ridiculous but the nfc we know the packers have clinched the nfc north the saints have clinched the nfc south the seahawks have clinched the nfc west the, the buccaneers have clinched a playoff berth now the packers 
in their situation, they they can clinch a first round by by beating the Bears. They play the Bears in Chicago 425 or if the Seahawks lose. But this is imperative to me, Ryan. And we were talking about this off the air. It, it is imperative to me if the Packers want to make the Super Bowl, they got to force people to come to Lambeau because you saw it. You talked about snow, snow, games of snow. That game against the Titans was a game of snow, and you saw how they dominated it with a, with a team from South coming up north. You want to win those games because the Seahawks are in a situation where they'll get the one seed if the Packers lose to the Bears, and then if the, the Saints lose, and the Saints, if the Packers lose, the Saints are first in line. If the Packers lose, the Saints win, they get the one seed. If the Packers lose and the Saints lose, the Seahawks get the one seed. To me, Ryan, it is imperative more than even, I think, for, for the Saints and the Seahawks, that the Packers, they, they force those teams to come to Lambeau. I, I agree with you. I think that's the biggest X factor that allows them to do that because all of these three teams that we're talking about in contention for the, the playoff buy, they have strength at home for different reasons. It's it's weather at Lambeau. No worries. Um, I I could get my four inches of snow on that one. That would be entertaining for me. But I, I don't want to like discount what it is for the Saints to play at home either because inside that dome, the, they have – more of a rhythm. They have more options there. And I will say this too, the Seahawks as well, if they were to miraculously get it, and I know there's like 17 different things that have to happen for them to get there. They are a unique blend of those two, I think, because they play inside a covered stadium that allows them to have a little bit of of interactivity, but they're used to being cold. The rain's cold in Seattle, especially this time of year, maybe Uh not dealing with snow, but they're used to that. And so I think it's a really unique thing. Whoever gets this by, is in the driver's seat, I think, more so than most years. Especially because, especially in the NFC this year. I think the Chiefs are in a different situation. Everyone wants a bye week. But I think the Chiefs, they're a team that with the way that they play, they can go anywhere and they, they, they can play the way that they play. I think that these are, these are three teams, especially with the Saints, they wanted to be to make people have to come to New Orleans and beat them in their home stadium. Just like the Packers need to be, I think, have people to, to beat them, to have to come to Lambeau and beat them. I think the Seahawks can travel a little bit better because, like you said, they can play in cold weather and they can play in the Dome. But – just you saw the advantages that the Packers had over. I mean, they AJ Dillon was able to get going on the ground game for them, which is something that I wasn't necessarily expecting to happen. And uh, you know, when you get that kind of an advantage, that take that takes that takes off. Let's keep it moving here, though. There are three spots left to be confirmed in the NFC playoff race. The teams that are up for, up for competing for them are the Cardinals, the Rams, the Bears. And then the entire NFC East, because that's a weird situation. Well, except the Eagles. <laughs> Somehow the Eagles still can't be in the playoffs because they stunk so bad that the NFC East is still is, is still in, in that consideration. Now, NFC East is a simple one. A lot of it comes down to Sunday night when Washington plays the Eagles. Washington's 6-9. If they win, they're it. That's it. Bang. They get into the playoffs at 7-9. But if they lose, it would then go to the winner of Giants Cowboys in Dallas. The Giants are 5 and 10, the Cowboys are 6 and 9, and it's it's an either or situation. If Washington loses their game, the winner of this game at, at, at 1 o'clock will make the playoffs. It's going to be crazy to think that potentially if the Giants are the team that wins that game, you could have a 6 and 10 team in the playoffs. And hosting yeah. a game. Yeah, hosting, that's the big part. It's it's a down year. Let's let's give them credit, but I will say this. The the current situation with Ron Rivera coaching this season through chemotherapy. 
the situation with Alex Smith mm. coming back mm. after 17 surgeries and what knocked Joe Theismann out, what's yep. knocked other quarterbacks out of their careers. Yep. I love those stories, and I, and I am going to pull for them. But I will say the turmoil that's still going on in Washington is a distraction. Dwayne uh, Haskins getting released, though that jettisons part of the problem, it's still a distraction. And that sets you up. Again, it comes back to the same thing that we said earlier. It's about having control over your own destiny. At least they have that. And then it comes down again, even if that fails, the two other teams have controlled their own destiny. Win, just win. And that's going to be the situation for one of the games that you should really look out for, Rams-Cardinals. Because whoever wins that game, they're in They're in the playoffs. Um, it's a guarantee. And then it's also going to come down to the Bears. I mean, the Rams-Cardinals is its own thing. But Ryan... Packers, they need to win this game to lock up the one seed, but the Bears are fighting for their playoff lives, and they rebounded. They they started off red hot. You and I were both saying we didn't believe it. Then they then they fell into a crater. They brought back Mitch Trubisky, and you know he hasn't always played great, but he's played well enough for them to win the games. Now they're in Chicago. Green Bay's coming to town, oldest rivalry in the history of football. And if the Bears win, if Chicago pulls it out, they're in the playoffs. But if the Cardinals lose then they're also in the playoffs, and that would lock up those two other spots right there. This is wild to me that you got this many games in the NFC that mean this much. Yeah, it, it's crazy, and it is like this flourish at the end that comes down to everybody deciding what's going to happen. And you guys who've been with us all season long, you remember some of my early picks for the Bears. Uh, Mama was a Bears fan, so we're going to go with them again. But it's interesting to see that the culmination of this season is, again, jettisoning a quarterback to the bench, bringing him back, and then the important part is Matt Nagy changing his offense to try to play to his strengths, that, uh, that is Mitch Trubisky's, in order to get this done. I feel like they're on a roll, and the one thing that it comes down to, if the Packers feel it's in the bag and they sit players or they take it too lightly, this Bears team is strong enough to bite them. Yeah, they really are. They got defense, They and they've shown offense – um, and David Montgomery's really come around, <laughs> fantasy owners. Um, uh, but uh, but David Montgomery's really come around, and that's brought some balance to their offense. Allen Robinson finally, you know, could actually have someone else in the offense do something. Um, and so, like like I said, all these games are really important. We'll be talking about these games and breaking them down in the next segment. We got to talk about the AFC though, because it's a it also is a little more solidified up top. Chiefs got the one seed done. They're resting Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes this week, no doubts there. They've got the one seed. Doesn't matter. The two and the three seed kind of is irrelevant because home field's not as important this year. The Steelers have already said they're benching Ben Roethlisberger for the week. They're probably benching other starters against the Browns. The Bills are playing. It's funny. Both the Steelers and the Bills are playing teams that are fighting for their playoff lives in the Dolph. The Bills playing the Dolphins and the Steelers playing the Browns. Um, the Bills, if they win, they lock up the 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 two they lock up the two seed. Um, and uh, if they lose, the, if the Steelers beat the Browns, they would get the two seed. But they, again, how much is that worth right now? I think that that's not the big story. The big story right now are the teams under these three because there are five teams fighting for four spots, and all five teams are ten and five as it stands. Your four seed is. The Titans, because they have the tiebreaker over the Colts, they win. They lock up that seed. It's done. It's a done deal. And they're playing the Texans at four o'clock. That should be, to me, I think that should that should be a game that they that they definitely win. But along with them, 
You got the Dolphins playing the Bills. We don't know who if the Bills are going to sit a lot of people in this game. If they sit anybody, if they don't sit people, it's going to be, I think, a great game. And these are gonna these two teams are gonna duke it out. If they do sit people, I think the Dolphins win maybe close, but I still think the Dolphins would win that game. And then you got the Ravens at 10 and 5. They're the sixth seed currently. They're playing the Bengals. The Bengals have won two games in a row, but they're playing the the, the Ravens have been playing better football. The Ravens win, they're in. Then you got the Browns. The Browns win. They're in. But the final thing here is if any of those teams lose, you got the Colts, who are currently the first team out at 10 and 5. They're playing the Jaguars at home. And the Jaguars are 1 and 14. James Robinson isn't playing. Ryan, this is this is a situation when anyone slips up, the Colts could jump in right ahead of them. And, and that's what it is, is the, the Colts are the, the team here in this scenario that don't control themselves. They have to do their part, but they need somebody else to lose and the the interesting part to me is it's not just making a playoff berth if they win and tennessee is that team that happens to lose to a guy that is quietly put up the second highest yardage at the quarterback position to Deshaun watson seemingly doing it by himself it's like he cares and jj cares and i'm not sure about anybody else but that said if the texans can go in there and beat tennessee indy goes to the division title that's crazy. It's not, it, right? I mean, on the last weekend. And, and it's crazy for Indy, too, because they just they, – they had it in their hands. They win that last game. They're the ones in the driver's seat playing the Jaguars. but And they had a 17-point lead uh, with three minutes to go in the third quarter, and they blew that lead. Now they're that, that now they're sitting out. They're sitting in the passenger seat. They need the Titans to. They need the Titans to lose this week. They need somebody to lose. It could be the Titans to the Texans, the Ravens to the Bengals, the Browns to the Steelers, or the Dolphins to the Bills, and they jump in. Um, what we, we're going to get to picking those games right at right after this. But first, we got to talk to our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person and helps someone lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat during the day. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, but high-protein and high-fiber, and they're great for a keto diet. Instead of, of when you're tired and hungry at work and you need a boost to get through the day, instead of going to the vending machine and getting those cupcakes, those Pop-Tarts, or those potato chips, get something healthy like a Built Bar. It'll fill you up, taste great, and get you through the rest of your day with the energy that you need. And Built Bar comes in 18 amazing different flavors. Six of those new, fla- new flavors are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You can get all those flavors by going to their website right now at BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, it's pick time for the last week of the NFL regular season. I'm Chris Carter. He's Ryan Tracy. I'm of Locked On Steelers. He's a Locked On Chiefs. Ryan, we're going to pick all the games that have relevance to the NFL playoffs right now. So all of them. Basically, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so we're throwing out Vikings-Lions. We're throwing out Jets-Patriots. We're throwing out um, We're throwing out Falcons-Buccaneers because the Buccaneers are in. Who cares? Um, we're throwing out uh Raiders Broncos we're throwing out Chiefs Chargers and that's it like you said every other game is 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 a game to pick here all right let's start with the a big one 10 and 5 Dolphins at 12 and 3 Bills 
the Dolphins, two is still the starter, but Ryan's the relief pitcher. I don't know what to think about that. I have to go with the Bills. They're at home until I hear Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs or people are being are being rested. If they're not resting, I think I think that the, that the Bills still find a way to win. They're playing really good football. I think the Bills will keep everybody out there. I think they have that, that number two seed in sight, and I think they want it. I'm a huge Josh Allen believer in terms of his ability to mature, and I think he's shown that. Last week, he and Diggs were on a special plane there. Um, and here's the big kicker. Brian Flores, as well as he's done, he's 0-3 against McDermott's Bills so far. I'm going to take the Bills. Yeah, I agree with you there. Moving right along, stay in the 1 o'clock games. AFC North showdown, Ravens at Bengals, 10-5 and five Ravens, 4-10-1 and one Bengals. The Bengals are on a two-game win streak. They beat the Steelers two weeks ago, and they beat the Texans last week. Of course, the Steelers were extremely struggling, and the Texans have been horrible this year. The Ravens have been playing very good football. I know that there's the chance that anything that could happen on any given Sunday, especially when it comes to division rivals, but come on, the Ravens got to win this one, right? Yeah, you have to have your backbone in there somewhere. And I think that they found a little bit of spark in Dobbins late in the season. Yeah. I like the way that he's projecting. Uh, you even saw Marquise Brown sighting, which, you know, hey, it's like <laughs> a spotted owl in the forest or whatever. Yeah. But um, I will not put it past this either. Matt Judon is coming up on a contract. I don't know that he's going to return. Let's let's see some added motivation on the defensive side. Protect Marlon and the secondary. I'll take the Ravens in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Who who would have thunk that, you know, I, I was looking at the stat sheet after this week because I do a fantasy football show for Channel 11 in Pittsburgh. Um, but I saw Des Bryant, Rob Gronkowski, and Jimmy Graham all recording touchdowns. I'm like, God, it's 2014 all over again. Um, but uh, moving right along, the other AFC North game, Steelers at Browns. Steelers 12-3, and Browns 10-5 and in Cleveland. Last year, the Browns beat the Steelers with Mason Rudolph where he threw four interceptions in that, in that game. Mason Rudolph is to start this week, but – the Browns are reeling. They got a lot of COVID situation going on. Miles Garrett, who when he's even played lately, he hasn't been solid. I was going to pick the Browns going into this week before uh, any of this other ha- this other stuff happened because I thought that you know with the way that they run the ball, the Steelers have been struggling. Um, and and take the Steelers struggling out now because you know Mason's Rudolph's playing. But to me, I've been waiting this whole season, Ryan, to see if the Browns would crumble. And the way they lost last week, I know that they were missing players for COVID, but guess what? A lot of teams have. The Steelers have gone through a lot of problems themselves. And there's no excuses, and no one's going to wait for you. I I think the Browns might drop this one, and it might be another sad episode in their sad franchise history. This is a sad series, I got to say. As somebody who doesn't have any, uh, you know skin in the game there, it it, it is back and forth. And I, I think this is a test, and I think... We'll see how many guys are available. I know there's 10 on the list now. I'm not sure how many of those close contacts that could possibly come back. We're going to have to see about that. I agree with you. Last week, I would have taken them. I will say this week, I'm going to disagree with you. I will take the Browns as well because I think at the end of the day, it comes down to the quarterback, and I don't believe in Mason Rudolph. As much as I love Chase Claypool, he was my my sleeper pick of the draft. And If you can't get the ball to your playmakers, I think that's an issue, and the run game, I think, from the Browns can make up for some of that and keep the ball out of the hands, so I will I will dissent just to say that we disagreed for once, and I'll hey, take the Browns. We do pick the same all the time. It's kind of crazy. 
Um, but but no, but that's totally fair. I mean, I, I don't think the Browns are completely out of this game at all. They can absolutely win because I don't believe in Mason Rudolph. I think from what from what I've heard, also this is probably Mason Rudolph's last chance to prove it to the Steelers before they go and try to get somebody in the offseason that's either the heir or the number two guy next year if Ben Roethlisberger chooses to return. That's a whole different conversation, though. Let's go to the NFC East: Cowboys at Giants, six and nine Cowboys, five and ten Giants. The Cowboys, Andy Dalton was lighting it up last week, man. I got to go with the Cowboys because they got them weapons and stuff. And and this could be a a really interesting game. The Giants were showing that they were starting to to turn something around midseason. I mean, 5 and 10, is that really turning anything around? But they they were looking like a different team, and then they didn't look like a different team. They looked like the same team. I'm going with the Cowboys, man. Andy Dalton's making it work. The way you started that with Andy Dalton, it felt like 2014 all over again. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, and I think the, the X factors are there. Um, a team on the rise, good for what Joe Judge has done. I didn't have a whole lot of faith in him making that transition, especially after some of the things we heard in training camp. Um, I think they've rounded out, but I think they are top, hitting the top of, of what their ceiling is right here. I'll take the Cowboys as well. All right, let's talk Saints-Panthers. I'm, I'm just going with the Saints because this, this is a must-win game for them. The Panthers have had a rough year. They've had a lot of things go against them. Um, Christian McCaffrey not playing for, for most of the season. This the Saints have to they need this game. If they win it and the Packers lose, they're in they, they're in the one seed. I, I gotta go with them. There's no way they drop this. Yeah, this is taking care of business. This is what good teams do. They are a good team all the way around. I'll take the Saints as well. The Packers are playing really good football. Some people are saying maybe they're the best team in football uh, with the with the way that they played. I've been seeing that debate on ESPN for like a week now. It's getting tired. But um uh, I, I'm, I'm picking the Packers. They're playing the Bears in Chicago. Bears eight and seven. They've been on a roll. I know the Bears defense has been solid, but I just have to think Aaron Rodgers is going to finish the job, even if it's snowy in Chicago. That's what they love in in Green Bay. I, I think this is a game the Packers win. Soldier Field in the snow? No, 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 no. Um, I, I like the way the run game's helping the quarterback develop. I, I like what they're getting out of Montgomery, and and don't forget Jordan Howard as well. Like there there are other options there. Um, a Jimmy Graham sighting. I know that's rare, as much as you know, an albino elk in the woods. Like uh, it's rare, but I think that helps. And overall, I think that this is one of those things that if the pack is on cruise control at all, or even looking at the button to hit it, uh, I'm going to take the Bears because I think they can sneak Whoa! up on. Oh, he's taking the Bears and it upset. <laughs> That's wild. Wow. Because um, I believe, as we were talking about earlier, with the Bears winning, that would put them into the playoffs. And then that would mm-hmm. knock out whoever loses the NFC West game that we're going to talk about uh, in just a couple minutes. But let's move on to the AFC South before we do that. Titans at Texans. Titans 10 and 5, 4 and 11, 4 and 11 Texans. JJ Watts angry. He doesn't like the effort of his teammates. It's rough for them. The Titans just got shellacked by the Packers. But I have to think they rebound this week. Rebound, sure, but I mean, what does that mean? JJ and Deshaun are not enough, you know. And and I I feel terrible for Deshaun Watson. He was my QB one in that class above Mahomes, who I do cover, and I want to say that. (laughs) But that's just not enough. I do feel that JJ made a point, and I like the way that he did it. Um, I think that that opens ears for anybody who's open to listening in that locker room. The other guys won't be there in the future, especially with a new regime coming in that's going to, to promote change in that organization. But I just feel it's too much for the way, um, even if, you, if you're if you not getting hammered with Henry, 
Tannehill will break off 45 yards in the snow. Apparently. I Dang, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, ooh, he, that boy got some wheels on him. Okay. Um, no, yeah, I, I just there's too much the Titans got going for them right now. Um, especially offensively. This is good. This is gonna be not as not a not a it'll probably be like a seven-point game, but still Titans should win this handily, handle their business. The other AFC South team, the Colts, one and fourteen Jaguars. Come on, the Colts got to handle business here. They 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 lost to the Jaguars earlier this year. This isn't a, a, this isn't the trap game that it that, that it would have been had they beaten the first of all. If they had beaten the Jaguars earlier this year. Again, they'd be in the driver's seat. They can't let that happen in this game. I, I agree, and and Frank Reich, I think, will have them ready. And this is again play or go home. And I think for an aging quarterback that has been very, very suspect, even more so than he was last season, this is his one chance to make a playoff game. Mm-hmm. This is the last hurrah. I think he might be able to scrape it together, hit Ty when he should, and and let everything else fall as it may. I'll take the Colts. Yeah, we're both there on the Colts now, where it gets a little funky in the playoffs. A win in your end situation. Eight and seven Cardinals at nine and six Rams. Oh man, it's crazy. At one point, I was like, the Rams are frauds. Then I was like, oh no, they're not frauds. Now I'm like, now they're frauds again because they 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 lost to the Jets. Then they lost to the Seahawks. The offense looks like it doesn't know what it's doing. Jared Goff, yes, he broke his thumb. Will he play? We don't know. I don't think it matters if he plays. I think the Cardinals are just going to win this game because the Rams are in a free fall. If so, and three against them, I think that changes. I'll take the cards as well. Yeah, I just think that that's got to change. Other NFC West game, the Seahawks need this game to make sure that they're putting their best effort to getting the one the one seed. If the if the Saints drop a game to the Panthers, and if the Packers drop the game to the Bears, the Seahawks could move into the one seed. Uh, they're playing the Niners. I think they they win. I, I think they're prepared just for the eventuality that somebody else might misstep, that they will be there in position to take advantage of it. I, I don't see there's any way that the Niners can pull this off. Yeah, yeah, same. The Niners are just too beat up this year. Maybe next year. All right, final game where it determines who wins what we've all been waiting for, the NFC East. The 6-9 and nine Washington football team. I don't care how weird it is. That's just weird. I don't care how many times I see it. Just seeing football team is uh, on the schedule here is just hilarious. Um, they're playing the 4-10-1 Eagles. The Eagles have been a wild mess of up and down, and they fa- somehow found a way to be eliminated from the playoffs before Week 17 in a division where the leader has six wins in 15 games. Yeah, 500 is a long, long way from here, right? <laughs> a long way from here. Oh my gosh, I don't. I I, I want to pick Washington, but I don't know what's going on with their offense. They just had to send. They just cut Dwayne Haskins. He wasn't even picked up on waivers. All that stuff was happening. Um, you know, I, there's a part of me that still thinks the Eagles could pull this off. And Jalen Hurts goes into the sunset of saying, ha ha, let me create the, the quarterback controversy that we will hear about talk, on talk shows for the next five months as we wait to see what happens with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I think the birds are going to fly, Eagles fly, and pull off an upset. And then the winner of the Cowboys-Giants game is going to make the playoffs. I like where you're coming from. And and for you Patriots fans that are still listening after all of this and being out of it, uh, if you watched or listened to any of our shows prior to the draft, I told you Jalen Hurts is the guy that needs to come in and work in that New England offense. He's showing it now. Jalen Hurts is the real deal, and I think he will be the quarterback of the future there. We've already discussed a couple weeks ago about what happens with, with Wentz. But at the end of the day, karma cannot be stopped. And between Riverboat Ron 
And Alex, the bionic man, Smith, I think Washington gets this done and they make it. Oh, okay. Okay. I dig you. I mean, I, I think they could make it easily. I mean, they, they, they have a, they have a tough defense and that can often win you games. Um, you know, when the other team stinks, that's, that's what's happened more than a few times this year, but okay. So we're split. I'm taking the Eagles. You're taking Washington. Um, we are the same on Seahawks. We're the same on Cardinals. We're the same on Colts. We're the same on Titans. You took the bears. I took the Packers. We're the same on the saints. Uh, we both took the Cowboys. You took the Browns. I took the Steelers. We both took the Ravens and we both took the Bills. So therefore our, our splits are Browns, Steelers, Bears, Packers, and Washington and Eagles. It's going to be a fun weekend. And it's going to be one of those ones where if you got direct TV or red zone or either one, you're having a good time. Get two TVs. Maybe um, that's probably a good idea. Or, you know, bring it up on your phone. Three spits in <laughs> one show. We split three times. It's never happened. It's going to be crazy. I mean, you're going to need it because all them one o'clock games uh, with the AFC, and then you're going to look be looking at the AFC South and the four o'clock games. You're going to need it, all the screens. But hey, Ryan, my friend, it's been great doing this show with you in 2020. I won't see you for a full year. It's crazy. I won't see you until next year. Um, buddy, uh, I'm glad to be doing this show with you. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everybody listening. Remember to subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Do subscribe to us. Leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. We're off for Friday, so uh, no show for us then. But Peter will be back in your ears on Monday, recapping Week 17 and the wild finish that that was and getting you ready for the playoffs. From Chris and Ryan, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, everyone. We'll see you next week.